Hello and welcome back to the IO Sportscast. Once again, my name is Isaac and I have Ollie with me. Say hello. Hi guys. Uh, today we're going to be covering the topic of safety cars in Formula 1. Um, while there are safety cars in other motorsports, I think we'll agree that Formula 1 is the one that we know the most about. Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is going to go in multiple dif- different directions because there's, there's like the history of how the... Um, whole idea of a safety car came about and how Formula 1 started using it and then there's how it's used today with like the virtual safety car um, and like our to, opinions on it as well yeah I'd like to try and cover quite a, a range of the two because obviously we're fairly young we weren't around when Formula, Formula 1 brought in the safety car but no. we're very much aware of how it's been used more recently um, so when it first came in was uh, well, actually back in the 70s there was a uh, the I think it's the Canadian Grand Prix. It used a Porsche, a yellow Porsche safety car, um, but it was it it didn't start well. Uh, it's this nineteen seventy three Canadian Grand Prix, and there was a load of different like really bad weather conditions there, and it took them like multiple hours after the race to try and figure out who'd won, because the <laughs> the safety car driver picked up the wrong, um, like the oh, wrong no, the no, wrong no. car. <laughs> and half of the cars were like a lap down because of it. Oh no! So that's that's, that's one of the fun. that's one of the things of having a safety car is, if you pick up the wrong driver as the leader, it throws everything into disarray. I mean, having a safety car pick up the leader, you know, we've seen recently like it still takes a good few laps to actually get everyone bunched up together, the lapped cars yeah. to pass through. And, and well, not even be caught up anymore. They've changed the rules. Um, so twenty, say so twenty fifteen, somewhere around there, when they changed the rules so that lapped cars only need to be about halfway around the track. Um, it it just takes yeah. so long. I understand why that would happen. Um, but it does feel a bit like there's a, a middle ground that needs to be found. Yeah. So I'm just on the internet now. And I've I've got a list of all the all the safety cars I've had throughout the years. Yeah, I, Formula One. Yeah, I've pulled a little, a little list as well. Yeah. So obviously, as you said, nineteen seventy three, they had a Porsche nine one four that was used in Canada, and then in seventy four seventy five there was no safety cars used. Um, seventy six it was a nine eleven, and that was used at Monaco. Uh, seventy seven to eighty no safety cars used, which is surprising. 82 to 83 was a Lamborghini, all at Monaco. I'm starting to see a pattern with all these safety cars. <laughs> the first lot were used at uh, first lot were used at Monaco. Then after that, 84 and 92, apparently there was no safety car used, which is a long time without a safety car, to be honest. Well, it was only really uh, I don't properly. Know how this website is. It was only really properly brought in in 93, wasn't it? It was, it was just like one off before that. From. From ninety six, midway through ninety six, it's been what is now the Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes all the way. Yeah. Yeah, until until this year when we've got obviously Mercedes and Aston Martin. So. Yeah, and it's it's been interesting. I've I've got a list of different times that it got each car got deployed and how many laps they covered. Um. And between twenty ten and twenty fourteen, when it was the um, the SLS AMG got deployed 68 times in five seasons that's wow. yes 13 and a bit times a season that feels For four years that feels a little bit 
Yeah, but some of them races it might come out more than once, won't it? Yeah, yeah, agreed, but... Like at a Monaco or something, something like that. Yeah, but in the three years after that, um, 2015 to 2017, it got deployed 37 times. It feels like something happened at the start of the 2010s that caused a lot of safety cars. Um, so yeah, so Mercedes have been the the sort of the lead of the safety car world, uh, in Formula 1 at least. Um, Aston Martin have got the new Vantage out um, this year. And I still don't know how that's going to work in terms of um, which ones are going to get deployed where, or if they just have both safety cars at every track and they'll just take I'd, turns. I'm going to see if we can find out how, it's, how it'll work. But I think I think they might all turn it, but we don't, we don't know. Do you prefer the Aston or the Mercedes? I do really like the look of that Aston Martin, to be fair. The, um, I think Bert Merlander's driving both still, isn't he? Still the... Yeah. The, uh, the the red Mercedes looks nice, but it's it seems weird seeing them in red. I'm just looking at pictures right. of them now. And like that, that Aston Martin Vantage looks so, so good. It's got on the official F1 website. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at now. It says they're, they're going to share safety car appearances. Don't know whether that means it's going to be split week race to race, week to week, but... Be nice if it was, and then obviously we'd be able to see both. And they'd do like what twelve races each. Want to do twelve? Want to do eleven? Eleven. Yeah, yeah it, um, I mean that the Aston does look sleek. I'd love to drive it. I bet it's, I bet it's well cool with safety. But Marland has probably got the best job in in Formula One, apart from other than the drivers, obviously. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, you can't go past me, or you get a penalty. And he's just there, like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the lead now, so can't go past me. But I bet it is cool just to drive that every now and then. I mean, it's a job that you both want and don't want. It, you know, you yeah, don't you, want to be used, but at the same time, yeah. knowing when you it, are used, you like, yeah. Yeah, knowing that you're going to drive out of the pits, and in and a fast I guess, car as well. Yeah, I guess in the moment, he's probably very much like, you know, let's hope everybody's okay. Um, which, thankfully, for the vast majority of safety car deployments, it, it's nothing serious. It's just a bit of debris or. You know, a car that's pulled over in an awkward position. Um, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think back to like major incidents where. Last year, Bahrain. Yeah, Bahrain was one. Um, well, obviously, crashed. that was like a very, very, a very, very serious accident, and. Yeah. It's still astonishing how he's managed to walk away from that. Uh, to be fair, I didn't think he was good. Oh uh, well. I didn't think he'd get out as quick as he did, but it just shows, did it? Yeah. Um, which, you know, obviously that was that went from safety car to red flag in a split second. It was. Um, yeah, exactly. It's it's interesting if you listen back to the the onboards of all the drivers um, just after the accident happened, and half of them are saying um, safety car, the other half are saying red flag, and we've not heard the safety car call because of that's how fast it happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which was the correct, the correct call. Um, but obviously, if you're going out as a safety car and you know that there's a potential someone's been hurt, that's obviously a very, uh, it's probably not a very nice feeling. But as you say, off track, when he's thinking about driving it, he's probably thinking this is a really cool job, and you know, you know, he's he's led an awful lot of laps. Uh, it'd be I nice to know. Been safety car driver since two thousand. Yeah, so he's had a similar sort of career to Kimi Raikkonen, 
and Alonso. Uh, yeah, um, pretty much. I wouldn't. I, it'd be nice to know how many laps he's actually like led. Obviously, he's not yeah. led the race per se, but you know what I mean. No, but yeah, how many laps he's driven? <laughs> yeah, and well, he's, I reckon it's a few thousand. It's easily a few thousand. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know about that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do some very quick maths based on what numbers I managed to pull. Um, and it's definitely in the several hundreds. I don't know if it's quite to the thousands, but it will be, it will be quite a lot. Um, obviously, now his job, more recently, has been uh, almost like halved because VSC has become a thing. So yeah, so the way that uh, the safety car works, we'll go go into a bit of detail for people who are slightly newer to Formula One, uh, is that yeah. whenever there's a, a, a serious accident or weather conditions or some situation where the uh, FIA stewards deem it, you know, unsafe to be racing at full speed, they they have an option to deploy the full safety car or the virtual safety car. Um, We'll start with a virtual safety car because it's a little bit easier to understand. It's It got brought in in 2015 um, and was thought about after Jules Bianchi's um, accident. And the cars all have to slow down at the point that, they, that the virtual safety car is enacted. There's no actual car on track. It's just uh, all the drivers need to slow down. Message that pops up with it on the, on the dashboard. They have, yeah, a little... little uh, I think it's a little icon that they've got or, and some lights that they can see um, and they've got to keep yeah. themselves below a certain lap time. Um, 40%. Is it 40%? I was going to say, is it 35 or 40%? Something like that, yeah. 40, 40%. Um, they've all got to stick to the same speed as well. Yeah. But so all, the cars but, go around at the same speed. Yeah, what that does is it, one, it immediately brings down the danger level. Um the cars are still going round on track, so there's always going to be danger when you've got a car on track, regardless of how, yeah. ma- how many other cars. Um, but by bringing everybody down, you get the, you know, having to do reflexes at 200 miles an hour versus having to do reflexes at 120. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot it's, easier it's a, for them, isn't it? A, a, a massive chunk slower. It also means that when racing does begin again, the cars are roughly in the same sort of positions they were when it was paused, maybe not necessarily in the exact positions they were on track, but in terms of gaps between drivers. Yeah. It's it's like a temporary slowing down of the race rather than a an actual event that changes the race. With the full Formula 1 safety car, you have the safety car itself be deployed, Bert Mylander and his um, co-pilot will go out and will leave the pits and try and pick up um, the leader of the race and by pick up we mean wait until drivers have gone past until the leader's just behind them and then drive in front and, and at that point the the queue gets formed and all the bunch all the pack gets bunched up um obviously people get overtaken people get lapped so the order that they're behind the safety car in the queue can be a little bit um incorrect versus the like the race positions so the lapped cars get a chance to unlap themselves um which originally would be to unlap themselves go all the way around the track and then rejoin at the back of the queue yeah but that takes like a good few laps 
because you're still going yeah, reasonably if quick. Plus, if it's uh, if it's a long track like a spa or something like that, it's going to take a lot longer, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's it's going to take three or four laps to get you close to the back of the queue again. Um, normally, you only get the chance to unlap yourself once the danger's gone, and it's more about restarting the race. Um, yeah. So at that point, those unlap cars can go near enough full speed to get around the track. Um, but the yeah, once they've been let through by the safety car, yeah, they yeah, yeah. Um, but but the the guys in the pack are like are still not going, like zero miles. They're still moving around the track fairly quickly because they they've got to drive fast enough that their engine doesn't stall or overheat, that their the gearbox doesn't get used up, and the tires are kept in the window so that they can one jump straight back into racing, and two they've got the grip there should anything further happen. Um, and yeah, exactly. We've seen accidents behind the safety car multiple times, um, so it's not. It doesn't necessarily with make Jello it last easy. Year. Yeah, um, with Jello um, last year. That, well, that was a safety car restart, but it literally just got into the pits. Yeah, and then there was a yeah, yeah. Pile up. But the um, yeah, that was that was a very strange incident. When uh, when you're restarting for the race. The, the leader gets control once the safety car has gone past the safety car line and is heading into the pits. The yeah. the leader of the race gets gets control of the restart and they can wait right up until the safety that car line. line, at which point drivers can then overtake the leader. Um, but at the same time... As soon time, as they cross that line, it's... Yeah, as soon as they cross that, that line, line it's, game, it's it? back to green, green, green flag racing, yeah. go for it. But until that point, the leader is the safety car, effectively. And if they want, they could yeah. near enough just stop on track. That wouldn't be a good idea for several reasons, but in no. theory they could. Um, the issue with Magello was that there was... I think it was just the track layout and trying to wait to the last moment to put your foot down to get away. Um, yeah. And it just caused this... Um, Oh, what's it called? <laughs> Constantina. Constantina. Yes, a Constantina effect. Constantina effect. And it, and it went. That's it. It went backwards through, through the mid pack. Um, yeah. And then it, it just all went downhill from there because you had people coming out of the last corner accelerating because they're going onto the straight, and then people suddenly just in front of them slamming on the brakes because they've not hit the safety car line. And they can't overtake until they do that, which is caused by the leaders doing that because <laughs> they want to get past yeah, exactly. the guy in front. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that led to a nasty accident. That was, re that was really bad. And there is there is that thing that safety cars breed safety cars. I said multiple times whenever there's a safety car that comes out, that line inevitably comes up. And there is a little bit of a. Actually, I don't think we've seen virtual safety cars doing that because there isn't that packing up effect um, yeah exactly yeah but i think there is a fine line between uh, calling a virtual safety car and calling a safety car from, from a safety aspect but then there's also the the racing and the fans aspect of it with a full safety car you have the pack being brought together so you have your leaders that were potentially 15 20 seconds up the road suddenly having their lead annihilated and you have lapped yeah. cars 
that are now halfway around the track who haven't actually gained a lap back. So if you're just under a lap behind, you can catch up and you, you gain time. If you are a lap behind, you don't actually gain all the time back. Um, and even if you, you know, people are saying, why don't you just drop the, le- the lap cars back to the grid, with uh, back to the back of the grid without them doing that extra lap? And while that would work, and you could technically then just ignore the laps that they've not done, I don't see how that's yeah. that's really that fair because one, they've now got an extra lap or two laps or however however far back they were, they've got so much extra fuel on board that they're not going to be as quick, or that they could turn their engine up and use as an advantage. Um, I don't feel like that's a there's a good outcome there. Nah, it's better to get everyone on like either the same lap or stuff like that, or like halfway round onto the lead lap, so that then it's fair racing again, isn't it? It is fair racing, yeah. But you are left with the 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 time taken for that. You then lose four or five laps trying to shuffle everyone around correctly. Um, Yeah, that's true. The the other side to that is we potentially get to see a whole another race. You know if. Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen are 20 seconds up the road, we suddenly get a fight again between those guys and third, fourth, fifth place. Um, there's a whole different strategy game that you know it comes to pit stopping for new tyres and um, obviously you lose less time. Yeah, you, could, you, you don't really lose... A, well, when you pit into a safety car, you don't really lose time, do you? Because you're going that slow. So you can go in and then come out and you're still be in the same position as you were. Uh, yeah, assu- yes, assuming that you're the you only one... If you're the only one to pit, you, you don't technically lose that much time. However, once the track has, once the pack has bunched up, you would lose quite a lot um, for track position. Yeah. But yeah, if, if initially a safety guy gets cold and you jump in the pits and no one else does, you've got a pit there that is... You know the cars are going forty percent slower, so your pit stop is actually so much more um, efficient. Shorter, boy, yeah, yeah, it's much short. Yeah, um, compared to a full racing speed pit stop, and obviously once you've pulled into the pits, you can put your foot down to the pit line because that's not part of the racing yeah. track. So the second you pull, you know, if you got somewhere like Britain, where there's a, where there is a bit of a lead into the pits you can actually gain yeah, quite a bit of time get to those... yeah exactly yeah and then you get to the line stop and then as soon as you cross the exit you can put your foot down again yeah yeah there is do you think the safety car drives too slow sometimes uh good question um i feel like there's been quite a lot of drivers complaining recently that that is the case um especially I... lewis Hamilton. yeah but even like max verstappen sebastian vettel yeah. We're, do, uh, we're doing it. Vettel's incident with Hamilton in, um, in Baku, they were both complaining that um, they were driving too slow. Um, obviously, Sebastian was also saying that Lewis was, you know, brake checking him as well. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that would have been the case. Um, this is a couple of years ago now, so I don't remember all the details. But I'm sure Lewis was just putting his foot down to warm his tyres up and then slowing down to keep under the. Um, under the, under the Delta, I don't think it was as extreme as Sebastian was pointing it out to be, and I I don't remember ever thinking yeah. Lewis is being because you're not allowed to 
um, speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down. Uh, yeah, no, no. Um, I don't think he was doing it that aggressively. Um, so I don't remember that being an issue, but there are definitely times where drivers have complained and said the car's going too slow because they've yeah, they've got no, to keep their tires up to temperature to keep grip. Um, and while the safety car might be out there for the safety of the drivers to to bring things um, back out of the danger allow, zone, if you've yeah, if you've to got allow the marshals to clear the whatever it is that's on track. Yeah, but if you've got the safety car driving too slow and the drivers can't keep their tyres up to temperature and they've got no grip, that's arguably yeah. just as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than what the original incident was. We've seen many times where they've spun on the safety car as well. There have been a lot of times, the, yeah. yeah. The, tires, the tires aren't warmed and they're not up to temps, because they probably because they're going too slow. Well, normally, if it's the, if it's because of the safety car... Uh, if they if they spun under the safety car, it's normally when we're getting back up to pace and they're starting to try and warm the tyres up. Um, yeah. And they put the foot like George Russell. Uh, sorry, George. Yep. <laughs> you know you. Just... And Roman Grosjean a few years ago. In, uh, oh, Baku. with yeah, with uh, with Ericsson, yeah. I don't think that there's much that Formula One can really do at the minute. Um, between the virtual safety car and the full safety car, they've got. They've got different options for different times where it's necessary, and I think they've got roughly the same attitude to using them. As in, they're not trying to push one or the other. Um, I think they understand the, the pros and cons of each, and they're going for it. Um, yeah. And f- you know, fair play and well done for all the inter- you know, If you look back to the seventies, before the safety cars came in, like safety was not really thought about and you know Jackie Stewart kicks off quite a lot of thinking about um, safety and precautions for drivers you, you, you never really see the medical car do you come out when the safety car comes out do they only come out if it's like a bigger big accident so the medical car uh, I think is can be called by the safety car if there's a massive accident that's over 18 G then the medical car turns up regardless um, even if the, yeah. even if the driver's out of the car, sat on the wall, laughing and joking. Um, yeah, they check them all up. Yeah, and I, because obviously, like the last, the first race just gone, the medical car didn't come out, did it? Because it died. I don't think it needed to. Uh, I don't remember seeing it. No. The, but then obviously, at the start of the race, it's always at the back. I think it follows them round for the first lap, doesn't it, and then goes into the pits. Uh, yeah, I don't know how far it actually goes round, or if there are little shortcuts it can take down the marshal posts. Um, some tracks will have little cut-ins that they can use. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether they do or whether it does a full lap, but I feel like having it out for a full lap is a little bit <laughs> potentially actually quite a little bit dangerous. Um, yeah, I know, but still, if it's then it's, you've got that argument, though, aren't you? If, like, if it stays up for the first lap, then if all happens like it did with Grosjean, then it could get there quicker. If it happens on the first lap. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I say I reckon it only comes out if there's a proper big accident, like you said. If it's over like 18 Gs, then they'll be like, because they'll have said they've sensors all over, don't they? In these, in the cars, oh, and in the yeah, as well. Now they've got so, so much, so much uh, so, data that goes through. On uh, YouTube, YouTube occasionally recommends old Formula One races, um, and yesterday it recommended to me. Uh, I can't remember what year it's 2016 I think the Australian Grand Prix where um, 
Alonso, Alonso and, and Gutierrez <laughs> had their massive accident. Yeah. And it's it's crazy just how like you look at that car afterwards and it was it'd been like properly crumpled and was like half the size. And it was up and it was upside down against the wall, so he didn't have that much of a gap to crawl out of, did he as well? Yeah, and he he got out and looked a little bit shaken. Um, he was alright. <sighs> yeah, but there was like a little interview thing with him, and he was saying that um, he knew his mum was watching, so he was like, "Don't, don't uh, get, yeah. don't get assisted. Do this yourself, otherwise she's going to be worried." Yeah, hundred percent. I reckon if it was like if that would have been like ten, twenty years before, it wouldn't have probably wouldn't have got out of that. Um, I. Oh, it'd have been a lot worse than what it was. Yeah, I mean, safety has progressed in Formula One like really well. Um, yeah, and it's really not yeah, that long ago, you know. It's um, what was it, 20, 27 years ago with um, Ratzenberg and Senna, and ninety-four, wasn't it? Yeah, and you racing at that time, there was still the I'm, you know, you, you knew you were putting your life on the line. Yeah. Whereas now, now you know it's a possibility, but with the amount of things that are going on, you know there's a fairly strong chance you will be able to walk away from very big accidents. Now obviously that doesn't stop it doesn't stop there being the danger there. Um, you know, accidents like Massa's accident with the spring in Hungary in 09. Like Cubits is in Canada in 07. Yeah, yeah. Just lost it. Hit the back of another car that had been stranded. Um and things like science was it science in twenty fifteen where his front wing came off and wedged his front tires up so he he just he was just freewheeling oh, into rush- in Russia, when he went yeah. there, like, hit the wall at like 50g. Yeah, so yeah. these random things can happen out of nowhere, and while like the safe the safety's been brought in, um, the safety car's been brought in, which has helped. The the halo's been brought in, which has helped. There's always going to be That's, that danger. People were people were were skeptical about that, weren't they, and stuff like that. But there's been a few times, not just in Formula One, but in Formula Two and F, uh, Formula Three, where when it first came in, they'd like, and they'd, especially in the junior farmers where they'd crash and the the car would bounce off the halo, and you're like, yeah, that's that's just saved the life. So if that wasn't there, they'd be killed. Oh, absolutely. There was there's a lot of speculation. I I really didn't like the look of it, and I'm still not a hundred percent on it. Um, but that was yeah, my. But it's done its job, hasn't it? Oh, agreed, agreed. And and from a safety aspect, I was always behind it. It was just how do we make this as work as aesthetically Aesthetic, as we can. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit unsure about whether the driver's vision would be impaired because of the um, central column of it, but yeah. immediately the drivers were like, "Now we we've got used to it," um, which I guess is. They don't really, they don't really look. They look at the corners, don't they, when they're driving, and they look so far ahead that they won't even realise that it's there. Yeah, yeah, and that's they were saying it was it's perfectly fine for them to drive with, so that's not an issue. Um, but I do wonder what it would have been like had we had the like the Red Bull Aero screen, um, but that did have its did did have some problems. I don't think that'd be any strong, personally. No, well, that's what the tests found that it wasn't either it wasn't as strong or it had a tendency to to break. And while it would have deflected, yeah. you're then dealing with shrapnel and stuff. And um, so overall, the halo was the right way to go and. It's it's definitely on multiple occasions proved um, its point of not just, just that, what you but can like do. last year when uh, Grosjean crashed at Bahrain, 
obviously the halo went in first, didn't it? If that hadn't been there, he'd have been 100% have been dead. That would have been much worse, would have hit, yeah. It would have hit the barrier. Yeah. But like the the halo like split the barrier, didn't it? So. Yeah, and there's been multiple times where cars have um, gone on top of one another. I'm thinking, like, um, who, I don't know who it was. Was it Alonso over Charles Leclerc at um, Spa? Yeah, in Spa, 2018. Yeah. I think, first year it came in. Yeah, as I said, I think that was the first time we were like, okay, Halo's passed the test. It's done its job. Um, and then since then, it has, it's done uh, wonders. But obviously, motorsport is still extremely dangerous and even with halos you know serious accidents do still happen um yeah you're gonna get that in any form of motorsport though yeah yeah um it's not it's not a, a uh inherently safe sport <laughs> you know th- those sort of speeds it doesn't matter what you're driving it's if you have an accident it's going to be bad <laughs> you have an accident yeah, yeah. Hurt. but like you say, compared to how it was in the seventies versus how it is now, like fifty years on, and and we're actually like reasonably safe now. Um, there's still obviously, uh, there's still improvements that could be that could be made and stuff, but it's never going to be perfect, is it? No, no, it's never going to be a perfect sport, but I think we're getting close enough to it being like fairly like a regular like level of safety so that when things go wrong yeah. we're not talking about is that guy dead Fatalities. Talk, yeah yeah we're saying okay is He's that guy injured himself, but... <laughs> is he injured yeah, yeah. yeah. and the fact that yeah. we're even close to going into that conversation is uh is fantastic but, well let's I'm loop back around going. let's loop back around to the to the main question of safety cars um and we'll, we'll end with this that is full safety car virtual safety car do you keep both? Do you keep only one? What would you do? I'd, I, I, I'm not a fan of the virtual safety car because sometimes it's like on for like half. A, it's on for like ten seconds and it goes off again. But I'd, I'd keep them both. I think you need them. You, you definitely, hundred percent, you need the safety car because there's stuff that the safety car can sort out that the VSC can't sort out. A push, it's a slower speed, so therefore it's got the marshals and stuff. I've got if there's a full safety car. I say they're going slower, so the marshals have got more time to clear the obstruction or get the cars out of the way. Whereas if it's a VSC, there's, there's, yeah, the speeds are slower, but they're not as slow, and it'll take a lot long, probably take a bit longer for them to to move the 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 obstruction out of the way. Mm-hmm. So I think you, in certain circumstances, I think you you need both. Okay, I'm going to play uh, devil's advocate here. Let's say it. let's say we get rid of the safety car, full safety car, and we have virtual safety yeah. car when it's like more than a yellow flag and then if it goes worse than that where you would normally call a full safety car we just red flag the race the cars come back slowly to the pits and then you can just push them to the grid like you do at the start of a race and you'd be able to order them in race order and you just go for a standing start again oh that's interesting that that brings up a couple of other issues because of the thing like yeah but what about if it's like if it's like torrential downpour cause sometimes you start a race behind the safety car how are you gonna well arguably the safety car should that. shouldn't be out in a normal race it shouldn't be out on the grid so if you're having to start the race behind the safety car there's yeah. got to be a question about whether it's safe to race anyway um yeah and if that is the case That's... why 
why are we going to send the cars out if we know full well they can't race properly? Um, that is true. That is, yeah, I'm, I'm playing devil's that's advocate that's here. <laughs> I'm just trying to throw no, a few it's things good. out. It's good. It's good. Well, yeah. I think I think for, for my for my record, I I would keep things as they are. I think, as you say, the the stewards sometimes can be a little bit trigger happy with the VSC. Um, although yeah. recently that does seem to have started to sort itself out. Um, but there was still uh, trying to think when it was. It was one of the races last year where a couple of cars came in, had their pits under the VSC, and literally as they were leaving their pit box, um, it, it went, went off, off again. And you're like, that was almost yeah. perfectly timed for the, for those first drivers. Um, yeah, exactly. But then if you're the other side of the track, you're like, oh, nothing I can, uh, nothing I can do. Yeah, uh, maybe that's but... just part of sport. You know, you yeah, have these, yeah, you have is. these random bits of luck going one way or the other. Um, mm. But I do agree that sometimes they are they are a little bit trigger happy with the the virtual safety car. And I think as time goes on, because it's like you say, it's only been around a, a few years, like and only for a couple of years, like six, properly being used. Six years this year, isn't it? Yeah, five or six years. So there's obviously it's improving all the time. There'll be a point where we'd be like it'll be well, it won't be perfect because obviously nothing's perfect. But there'll be a point where what is won't be as bad as it is, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think we keep it as it is, and we just keep an eye on when they're pulling the virtual safety car out. Um, right. Well, if that is everything, I don't think I've got anything I else. So. I, I don't think, think I've is. got anything else to say. No, I've not. Um, no, me neither. Great. Well, in this case, uh, I'd like to say thank you all for listening. Um, make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube and hit the notification icon so you know when the next episode of these is coming out uh, if you're on Spotify or your other favourite podcast listen- listening services, uh, hit the follow button um, and make sure you like our socials at iosportscast on Instagram and Twitter great, well it has been a pleasure Ollie yep. and I'll see you next time <laughs>